This is the First and 30 Podcast, the podcast that brings you the cliff notes of all the NFL news and notes without all the bullshit. Today is Wednesday, December 29th, 2021. We're heading into week 17, the typical end of the season, but we've got two weeks left. We've got this week plus next week, and this is our last episode in 2021. Good riddance. Goodbye to 2021. Um, and, yeah, we've got a full slate of games on Sunday to cover, and it's the there's a lot of stuff to still be decided. Drew, are you excited about this upcoming weekend and all of the fun that we're going to see? Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is getting down to the wire. Uh, wins uh, are very, very important this time of year. It's also the time of year where our teams should be playing their best football, so should, we should be seeing very competitive games. And uh, I am looking forward to it. We'll see what we got this weekend. Yeah, I'm definitely excited to see what we have this weekend. And, Drew, it's good to have you back. Hope, yeah, are you feeling better? Uh, I'm getting there. It's a slow progress coming out of uh, out of COVID, and uh, I'm back to work full-time, so I'm trying to get my stamina back up, but I'm um, certainly getting there. Right on, man. Good to hear. Keith, uh, your team is locked into the playoffs right now. The one, uh, in the NFC, five teams are locked in. However, in the AFC, it's still a fucking the Wild West. Are you excited to be locked in, and does that is that like a sense of relief as a Cowboys fan? Yeah, it's good to get that finally out of the way, and that's couple hiccups coming down the road there kind of worried about some of those teams sneaking up on them in the division but they're finally able to put all that to rest and uh, we'll see how they how they do going forward here a lot to be decided like you said we've got yep. a lot of a lot of great matchups this week and it's crunch time in the nfl and it's crunch time in fantasy as well so if you're still alive in your fantasy playoffs and playing for championships good luck this weekend yeah good luck this weekend if you're still alive in fantasy we're going to make our picks for all 16 games that are on Sunday and our one Monday nighter as of right now. Hopefully COVID doesn't screw things up. And uh, we'll be dropping some uh, fantasy nuggets as well. So uh, stay tuned. We are going to get started with Falcons Bills right after this. Bounce. If you got my fucking back, then just say, Hell yeah. You're down with me and my team. Okay, so we have no Thursday game this week. All of our games are on Sunday with exception of our Monday nighter. And our first 1 o'clock game on Sunday is actually, you know, this is playoff implications as weird as it sounds. The 7-8 and Atlanta Falcons travel to the 9-6 and Buffalo Bills. Um, This game is, uh, it's a 14.5 point spread. The over-under is 44 it's crazy to think the Falcons are actually still alive in the playoffs, but, I mean, the winner of this game, I mean, the Buffalo Bills control their own destiny. If they win out, they win their division. The Falcons win in some help, and they can uh, make it into the playoffs somehow in the NFC. So a lot on the line in this one. Drew, from your vantage point of the Bills, having watched their uh, game last week against the Pats, do you think uh, that they have found something on offense and are going to be able to keep rolling? I definitely think that they're starting to click a little bit. Um, when you go up against the New England Patriots, who's a tough division rival, uh, going against Bill Belichick, which was one of the best coaches in our league today, it does give you a certain confidence to know that you can beat a team like that who's tough and gritty, and um, you can do it kind of your own way in a sense. It seems like the Bills have get getting Devin Singletary involved more, not just through uh, – Shoot, rushing the ball, but passing the ball seems to be uh, really beneficial to them. And obviously, it's, it also appears that Josh Allen is kind of taking this team on its back. I think that's more of 
what we're seeing right yeah. now is just Josh Allen is just carrying this team right now. Um, and he's got some weapons that he, he that he can go to with, with Diggs and, and and company. So I like where they're at right now, especially coming into this game against Atlanta. Um, I think they know the importance of this game. They're trying to win back-to-back division titles here. And uh, I think they're going to have plenty of motivation to get this win uh, this upcoming weekend. Yeah, they certainly – I mean, the the spread is definitely pretty hefty. Um Keith, with, from the Falcons' standpoint, if you're still in your fantasy playoffs and you've got Cordero Patterson, does the fact that he goes against a stout run defense scare you at all? It does, and it doesn't scare me as much as the Bills' defense, but just his performance over the last couple weeks, uh, yep. he definitely carried you a, a long way through the season, but his performance has really dipped off, and he's basically sharing the carries right now with Mike Davis. So we've seen him come on a lot more in the last couple of weeks. Yep. And without without a touchdown last week, Cordero Patterson, he only gets you like two points. So um, the receiving has really dipped and the carries. So his performance is definitely way down from where you expected it uh, to be going into these playoffs. So if you're still alive, you might want to consider benching him. Um, he's basically a TD or bust here in the last like four weeks or so. Yeah. Yeah. That is a tough situation. If he did carry you and got you to the position that you're in and you somehow made it to the championship in your league, that's a tough situation to have to figure out if you want to start him, especially just because of, the, because of his usage and that defense. But um, yeah, this game, I, I, I don't know. I feel like the 14 and a half is a little bit hefty. I could see the bill. I could see the Falcons backdoor covering, but at the same time, I've also seen them get absolutely stomped. It is in Buffalo. I mean, I'm going Buffalo all day, but I think um, I think the points just be careful with. Drew, I'm assuming you're on the Bills. Yeah, I, I am with the Bills. I am with you as well, though. I don't like large spreads, and that's a large spread. That's that's one of the largest you're going to see uh, in an NFL game, and that just always throws pause to caution right there. But I do got the Bills winning this game. They have the more firepower. And it also might seem that Mike Ryan is out the door after this year. So I don't know, I don't know how much will this Atlanta Falcons team has left in them for the rest of the year. So I'm going to go with the Bills here. Keith, off, right off the bat, we're all in the Bills? Yeah, pretty easy pick here to take the Bills. I, I know the Falcons do have something worth fighting for, I guess, but I don't consider them as exactly playoff caliber team. And this is this is one of those games that the Bills like. They love beating up on bad football teams, yep. and, and this is a chance to do so. So that spread doesn't really scare me as much as you guys, but it's definitely could be one that I'm probably going to be teasing down and, and joining in with another big spread game. We've got a couple more of those on the slate too. Yeah, absolutely. That That is a, a good play for that game is to tease that one down and uh, pair it with some of these other big boys. Um, okay, next game on the docket really doesn't have – it has no playoff implications. It's the 4-11 and New York Giants traveling to the 5-10 and Chicago Bears. Uh, the Bears fresh off a last-second win against the Seahawks. Uh, the Bears are six-point favorites. Over-unders 37. I mean, this one is just such a shitty game. Both of these teams are huge disappointments. I mean, Keith, the Bears, they got their last second win with going for two, something that John Harbaugh hasn't been able to do. But, you know, there can't be that much excitement uh, going into the end of the year here. No, I was on them last week. Um, I I think I'm going to be on them again this week just because there's no implications whatsoever, and I just feel like they're the better football team playing right now. Um, Whether we get – I think Nick Foles did a a decent enough job in the snow last week to get that win, and I I think they might be getting Justin Fields back too, and I really like the way that he had been playing in the weeks uh, before that. So 
Uh, I kind of like where that, that team's headed right now. I know it's not the seasons that they wanted, but I do think that they got a good pick in Justin Fields, and I do like the way that he was playing. So if they get him back, uh, I think that'll bring a little bit more of a spark to that team this week. Yeah, and if you know if he can play well the last two weeks, that would be nice momentum going into next season. So that would be interesting to see. Drew, the Giants, I mean, they have to be one of the most – I mean, on paper, the talent that they have – looks so good at the start of the season but i mean they are in no man's land at this point yeah they really are they they were looking decent on paper we kind of thought maybe this year they would um put up a fair fight in that within that division and it just didn't happen they've been plagued with injuries all year long they haven't played up to their potential uh they're just kind of a mess and it's unfortunate because they do seem to have the talent on the back end but this year has just been just been hard on a lot of teams, and New York um, is one of them. So in this game in particular, they ha- I think they have an uphill battle. I do think they're the the less superior team in this in, in this one, and I don't know if you want to win football games right now if you're the New York Giants because why why would you when you can get better draft picks? You have nothing to fight for here um, except for some pride, but. If, if, if I was them, I would just probably tank the rest of the year just to try to get uh, a, a decent draft pick moving forward, even though I don't really particularly like the upcoming draft. But what else are you, you going to do right now with the season that you just had? Yeah, and the one thing that they're lucky with, I think they could end up with two picks in the top ten. You know, uh, this isn't really a season to, to package those picks to try to move up to one because it's really not like a – a player worth doing that for but i mean i don't know if they're smart with their picks the i think the biggest thing with them is just daniel jones i mean you have to even though the the organization already said they're going to stick with jones and judge at least for next year which is interesting but yeah i i feel like you can't trust anything that you see out of uh jones so i'm assuming drew you're on the uh bears yeah, I'm going to take the Bears in this one. I, they are playing a little bit better. I mean, they're still not a great football team by any means, mm-hmm. but this is a this is a pillow fight type of matchup, and I am going to go with the, the team that's playing a little better right now, and that is the Chicago Bears. Keith, sweep on the Bears. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bears here. I think it's going to be an ugly game. I think I saw the spreads at like 37 and a half already. Yeah, um, I think low. they're expecting some. They're they're expecting some pretty bad weather in Chicago, also I believe, and. I think I saw that Saquon is not practicing, so I don't know if he's going to be able to go. And if it comes down to the run game, I'm going to go with Justin Fields and David Montgomery in that matchup. So I, I feel like they're the better pick here. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't touch this game with a 10-foot pole because there's no reason to trust either team. But I think if you if you, if you you want to bet it, I, I think the Bears is the play. All right, this next game is a very good game. I'm very excited for it. The 11-4 Kansas City Chiefs travel to the 9-6 Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the Chiefs are five-point road favorites. The over-under is 51 points, so Vegas expecting a high-scoring game. Um, both of these teams, you know, the Chiefs, I think the, the scary thing with the Chiefs is they look like they're fully back at this point. They look like they're humming, and they're going to be a, a tough out in the playoffs, that's for sure. And then you've got the Bengals, who have been up and down. Um, they beat the hell out of the Ravens last week. Um, they beat the Broncos the week before so and then they had two losses before that so they've been kind of all over the map I, 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 this would be a statement win for the Bengals, and it could get them uh in position to lock up the division um man this is a tough one and it's going to be a fun one to watch drew do you think that the chiefs are finally all the way back 
Uh, I don't know about all the way back. I, I'm, I'm not ready to crown them Super Bowl contenders yet, um, but they certainly are getting there. They're certainly putting the pieces together. They're getting the ball to their playmakers. Um, I know they had some COVID issues coming into this week. Uh, I think that's going to clear up for them in time for this game. Uh, I don't think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire uh, might play. I think he is questionable right now, so that could be kind of interesting. But right now, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is um, you know, not having the, the greatest season that he's had because we have super high standards for him, but he's still having a good season. Yeah. But um, this game is super interesting because the Bengals certainly – uh, have been playing well, so it's going to take everything that the Chiefs have to win this game. But I do like where Andy Reid's at, and, and I like where this team is going. And it's all about, at this time of year, it's all about getting hot at the right time. And this is the, the right time to get hot, and it seems like the Chiefs are on that path. Um, this game, for me, is going to be a huge indicator moving forward because the Bengals are just so talented as well. Um, so I'm really looking forward to this game. Um, I think it's going to be a real doozy one, and obviously Vegas thinks so too. So I'm excited about it, and I think the Chiefs uh, will play some of their best football here. Yeah, it's definitely going to be a very fun game. Keith, do you think that we're finally able to trust the Bengals, or or do you expect them to zigzag back the opposite direction? Yeah, you want to after that performance that they had last week. I mean, they really put it to a Ravens team that was super beat up. And, you know, Joe Burrow goes out and sets a franchise record for passing yards with 525 yards. Yep. And, uh, four touchdowns. And that that'll offense, the passing offense, was just absolutely electric last week. And pretty much everybody was involved there, and it looked great. And one of the things that I liked the most was they're at the end of the game. They're, like, way up on the Ravens. And they still didn't throwing. let off the gas. Yep. They're still tossing bombs. I love that. Um, and Drew said it's all about getting hot at the right time. And this team certainly found something last week. I know they were playing against a really, really banged up secondary, but you know they took advantage of that for sure, and, and probably got got a little bit of confidence heading into play the Chiefs here this week. So uh, it, it's going to be a really great game. I think it's going to be fun and entertaining. A lot of fantasy points. A lot of fantasy studs are going to be going in this one, so yeah. I can't wait to watch. Yeah, it, it's definitely a game where if, you, if you're in the championship, you more than likely have a couple players from this game. So this is a fun one to, to start them up. Not, I mean, the Chiefs defense, however, has been playing great uh, as of late. So that's the one thing that would make me nervous on the Bengals. Keith, who are you going to take in this one? Do you like the Chiefs on the road, or do you like, think the Bengals uh, play well at home and get this done? Super tough one for me to pick on this one. I'm I'm going to roll with the Chiefs, though, just because I feel like I can trust them a little bit better. They've been there before. They've been in big games like this, and I just feel like they're really hitting their stride right at the right time. Uh, they're getting Travis Kelsey back, Mahomes' favorite weapon, and that defense is basically the main reason. I, yeah. I think that it's going to be a lot different for Joe Burrow on that offense this week going against this defense compared to what they saw against Baltimore last week. So uh, I think that's going to be the biggest difference. I know they're, they might, they're probably going to be without CEH, but we've seen Daryl Williams step into that role a few different times this season and filled it just fine. So I'm going to go with the Chiefs here. They've been there, done that. I'm going to go with the experience on that side, and, and uh, I think they're going to get it done. I think that's a smart pick. Uh, Drew, who are you on, Chiefs or Bengals? Yeah, I'm going to follow Keith on this one. Um, the Chiefs right now coming into this game are leading every statistical category to the Bengals. Um, so that bodes pretty well. I, I, I'm i scared so much to death because Joe Burrow went completely apeshit last week. And it's so hard to do that back-to-back weeks. 
Also, Kansas City Chiefs, they're battle-tested. They've been playing in the playoffs the last three years. Um, they, they, they just, they've been here, done that before, where the Bengals, who are a young team, they just haven't. Yep. And this is a big, this is a big moment for both these teams. And when those big moments uh, happen, I, I like to trust the veteran team. And right now, that's the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree with both of you very much. Uh, I'm just going, I'm going Bengals solely on the fact that uh, I figured you guys were going to be on the Chiefs. And uh, yeah, I, I, I think. If the Bengals can come out and get the win here, I mean that is a tone setter for them. You know they, they, I believe they lock up the division if they get this win, and uh, I believe if the bank if the Ravens lose, uh, I could be wrong, but yeah, there is a potential that they could wrap up the division this weekend, and it would be awesome to see them do that. I don't expect it, but I'll go Bengals. Um, should be a fun game though. All right, uh, the next game on the slate, the eight and seven Miami Dolphins travel to the ten and five Tennessee Titans. Titans are favored by three and a half points at home. Over under is 40. Dolphins are on a seven game winning streak after starting the season uh, one and seven. Um, it's insane to see the run they've been on. Now, they haven't beaten a ton of great teams. I think their best win in there is the Baltimore Ravens. The Titans have been an enigma. They, ever since they lost Derrick Henry, their offense has been sputtering. Uh, the second half against the Niners last week, I feel like A.J. Brown finally uh, just, I mean, he just fucking showed the NFL that he is a fucking beast, and the Titans uh, used him constantly. So that was good to see. Um, but I don't know. Keith, for some reason, I'm nervous about the Dolphins. What are your thoughts here on the Dolphins coming into this game? They're a hot football team right now. Yeah. And, and I, missed, I missed the train on Monday night. I wasn't expecting them to play ian book yeah <laughs> true against the saints when we talked about this last wednesday but uh win is a win is a win and they turned him over twice the defense scored a touchdown so they're still doing that and i think that Tannehill is kind of he's prone to that yes, so he is. i think this is going to be a tough matchup for Tannehill. and um you know the dolphins offense they didn't really have to do a whole lot in that saints game mm-hmm. i thought that Tua just kind of like the last few weeks just doing what he needs to do to make sure the team wins football games mm-hmm. and he's his new favorite target Jalen Waddle is just out of control yep uh uncoverable they're finding all kinds of different ways to get the ball in his hands and he's just tearing shit up so um I, I like what I'm seeing like you said they haven't played a lot of great football teams they haven't played against a lot of great quarterbacks uh so I think this is going to be a really interesting game I think it's a pretty evenly matched football game so For I sure. think it's going to be quite entertaining and you know the way that Tennessee likes to play to their competition, so we know it's going to be close. Yeah, absolutely. That's that's where I see it. I mean, Drew, last week they played up to their competition in the Niners. They came out and had a crazy second half. Do you think that they're going to be able to finally sustain that? Uh, I certainly hope so. Um, as a Patriots fan, I don't like to see the Dolphins do so well. But <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, this is going to be an interesting game, and it certainly helps Tennessee – when uh, A.J. Brown gets going, boy, what a difference maker he is. And um, if Tannehill can just reliably find him and consistently find him, um, this football team in, is in good shape because, you know, throughout the, the season, it's been the offense that's been sputtering for the Tennessee Titans. So mm-hmm. once they get uh, that figured out, um, they can they can do some damage. Plus, you know, they have a lot to play for right now within that division and yep. trying to win out that division over the Colts. Uh, obviously, uh, Miami, 
red hot as well, and they have a lot to play for. So it's going to make for an interesting game here. And I, and I think if um, if Tannehill can limit his mistakes, limit his turnovers, they have a real fighting shot uh, to beat the Dolphins and, and squash this uh, this epic win streak that they're on. Yeah, they de- they definitely are on a epic win streak, and I would love to see the Titans squish the fish. Uh, Drew, are, who are you going to take in this one, Titans or Dolphins? I'm going to go with with the Titans. Okay. Um, it's one of those things where when I, when we two weeks ago when we um, we got on the podcast and and the Patriots were rolling, I said it's just too good to be true, and I think the same situation is this. It's just too good for, to be true for the Miami Dolphins right now to completely flip their season around like they have. And I think um, Mike Brabel is going to have a nice game plan put together, and I'm going to trust that the Titans can perform um, up to their best and, and beat the Dolphins here. Yeah, I, I, I hope that you are right. Keith, which way are you going here? Do you, do you think the Dolphins can sustain the success they've had? Well, I'm going to make this easy on you, Kevin. I'm going to take the Titans. That way you can just take the Dolphins and say you're taking the Dolphins because we're not taking the Dolphins. Um, this, this is like two of my favorite head coaches in the NFL going against each other. So I think it, I, I really do think it's going to be a really good football game to watch. And it's just kind of another one of those situations where the Titans have been there. They know what they're fighting for. They know what, I, I just trust Vrabel in the situation to go in and get the win. I think it's going to be tough for him. I think Tannehill's probably going to make those mistakes that we've been seeing him. But I just, I feel like somehow in the end, they're going to pull this out. I hope you guys are right. I'm going uh, – I had – you guys already knew. I'm going Dolphins. Um, I, I think that the the thing that scares me here is the Dolphins' secondary is very good, and the Titans, their sole offense right now is passing. They have to pass, and I think when you have the high volume of passes that they're going to be throwing, I think that uh, Tannehill is good for at least two picks in this game. I think that makes a big difference. I think the Dolphins are going – this is going to be a a close game. It's going to be a field goal contest, I feel like. I feel like it's going to be an ugly game, uh, defensive battle, relying on field goals, and I I don't know. I just – it doesn't, I, it doesn't sit well with me, but we shall see. I hope you guys are right. I'll take take the L on that one all day. Um, okay, the uh, the next game, the eight and seven, Los Vegas Raiders travel to the nine and six Indianapolis Colts. Speaking of teams that are hot, uh, the Colts are red hot. They are probably one of the best teams in the AFC and potentially the NFL, the way they've been playing of late. However, they don't have Carson Wentz. They potentially don't have Carson Wentz uh, for this game, so there's not a line on this one, and there's no over-under because I don't think Vegas knows what to do here. Um, man, this is going to be – I think this is a – to me, it doesn't matter who's starting at quarterback for the Colts because, Keith, I think that they uh, – really, it doesn't really matter who they have. Yeah, they're just a really good football team, and we've said it on here before. Good teams find ways to win, and they're a really good football team, and they've done it several different ways. Sometimes it's Wentz's arm. Sometimes it's just Jonathan Taylor running down your throats, Mm -hmm. defense, whatever it's going to be, and they have it all. They're just a really solid, put-together football team, well-coached, and and they're on a hell of a run right now. And last week, I mean, they kind of had it all going. Wentz throws for two touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor gets for over 100 yards. I know it got a little bit kind of closer at the end, but, I mean, I don't think that was ever really in doubt in that game against Arizona. Yeah. So, And that's – Arizona's a good football team. At least our record says so. I know they're kind of falling apart right now. But, mm-hmm. I mean, talk about teams being hot at the right time. And I know it's kind of – 
kind of shitty timing for Carson Wentz to be put on the, the COVID list here, but, I mean, there is still a chance that he could be cleared for Sunday. So it's hard to say sitting here on a Wednesday how things are going to go, but, I mean, this is it's all we got to go off of right now. Yeah, and that's the one tough thing with making these picks early in the week, but um, – yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see what ends up happening. I don't think who I think they could start me at quarterback in the way that their offensive line is with Jonathan Taylor. I think they they would still have a shot. Drew, the Raiders, I, I mean they're still technically alive for the playoffs. Derek Carr, do you trust him coming into Indianapolis to uh, put up a good game? I I really don't. I think <laughs> this is one of those games where the defense for the Colts um, can really keep him contained i know that they got a win in denver there and and cleveland in the last two games but um this colts team is is red hot i mean the colts they they, they played buffalo tampa houston new england arizona and they only lost one of those games yep. so they're playing some some pretty good teams and um just red hot right now and certainly Derek carr had been hot um early in the season but he really cooled off i mean he was in the mvp race for a while there and 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 simmered down a little bit here so uh, i don't know really what to make of the raiders right now um obviously they still are fighting and i think they'll show some grit here but they're just up against a really tall task and they're on the road um so it's 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 going to be a tall order for the las vegas raiders i believe this weekend so you're going to be on the colts I'm going to I'm going to be on the Colts just because of their defense and because of Jonathan Taylor. I, I don't even if uh, Easton plays, as long as he can not throw the ball away and just manage the game, I still think they have enough firepower to win this game. I mean, the the Colts are averaging uh, statistically in every in every category over the Raiders right now. So I just uh, yeah I just like the Colts. I think they're hot and I think they have a lot to play for. They're trying to keep pace with the Titans. And every game matters right now. Yeah, I mean, they, they got a win over the Pats a couple of weeks ago with Wentz going 5-for-12 with, with an interception. So I think right. that they can they can manage whoever's starting, whether it's Eason or Ellinger, whichever E name they have starting. Keith, I'm assuming you're also on the Colts? Yeah, they're going to bring back Phillip Rivers, and he's going to step <laughs> in here and get the win for him. But, uh, yeah, I, it was funny on Twitter, a lot of Indy fans were – they were all tweeted like, "Oh no, who's going to hand the ball to Jonathan Taylor now?" <laughs> uh, they didn't seem too worried about it. Uh, I do think there's still a chance he comes back with the relaxed protocols that we're, we saw come down this week. So, uh, just with that in mind, I, I'm going to ride with this team. They're getting a lot of help back on the offensive line yep. uh, that they were missing last week as well. So, I, I, I really feel like they can just stick to that and play good defense and still get the win here. Might be a little bit uglier than usual, but I, th- I think they still pull it out. Yeah, they're they're a really solid team, especially if, with the lead. If they can get a lead on you, they are dangerous to play. I mean, um, you know, the situation that I would be interested to see them in is being down two touchdowns in a game. If you can get up on them by two touchdowns, I feel like they could be done because th- then they're relying on quarterback play, which isn't their bread and butter. But, yeah, I think that this one's an easy, easy win for the Colts at home. All right, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be coming back with more of our picks, including the Jags and Patriots game right after this. All 
All right, continuing with the 1 o'clock games, the 2-13 Jacksonville Jaguars come into New England to face the 9-6 New England Patriots. Patriots are 15.5-point favorites. Jags are listless. Obviously, there's no reason why uh, they will be putting up a fight. The over-under is 41.5. I think that's mainly going to be scored by the Pats. The Pats definitely need a get-right game. Uh, This is coming at the right time. They've had two tough losses in a row. There's nothing better than a tomato can like the Jags coming in. They can, you know, at least get that mojo back and start feeling good. Drew, um, you know, they've had some uncharacteristic losses the past two weeks, getting kind of pushed around, but I think that they're, they'll be able to do the pushing in this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm very grateful for this schedule uh, this week for the Patriots because they're, they're starting to leak some oil here, and uh, they certainly need a game where they can get a, get a game plan together pull it off, get that confidence, and go into, I think, Miami the following week. So they certainly need a win right now to try to make their playoff hopes alive. Uh, Obviously, the division's probably not going to happen, and that's that's okay. But um, to win this ballgame is going to be huge for them, and I I think they're up for the task. Yeah, I mean, there's I don't see anything from the Jags. Keith, have you seen anything out of the Jaguars that would give you any second thoughts about picking Pats here? No, I said last week that they have no interest in winning any more football games this yep. year, and and they they actually kind of hung in that game last week. They had a little fun little matchup last week with yep. the uh, the Jets with the first and second overall pick going at each other, and without a couple big scrambles from Zach Wilson, they're probably right in that football game. But yeah. I mean, going into this one, I it's uh, it's really poor timing for them to <laughs> go up against this Pats team right now. That's probably pretty pissed off at, at the way that they've been playing. So. Uh, they're going to be the, uh, the I don't know, whatever. The Pats are going to bounce back, and the, the Jaguars are going to be what they're bouncing off of. So <laughs> it's not a, not, not a good spot for them. Definitely not. And I'm assuming you're on the Pats. What do you think of the 15.5-point spread? Do you trust that with the Pats? That's uh, another big one, and you just never know. And the Jags, they jumped out and bit everybody that week that they played the Bills. And yeah, everybody had them and uh, kind of squashed a lot of parlays and stuff like that. So, I mean, this this might be another one that I look to pair with that Falcons uh, Falcons line. What, what the Bills. hell do we have? Falcons yeah, Bills. Yeah, that, that game, the first one we talked about, yep. that's a good one to pair with that one in a teaser. Uh, get those down a little bit and collect your money. Yeah, I, I mean, 15.5 is a lot, but – the fact it's in New England, Drew, you're obviously on the Pats as well. I mean, the fact that they're at home, that defense, Trevor Lawrence, I, I don't know. I just feel like this is the game where this could be like a 41 to nothing type beatdown. Yeah, it certainly could because, you know, Patriots are one of those teams that they don't feel sorry for you. No. Nope. They're going to they're hang, they'll hang as many points on as they can. And I think the Pats, too, in that regard, is one of those teams that if they're, if they're beating you bad, they start looking towards the next week and start implementing game plans and plays that they would want to run maybe next week to just try to to practice some things. Like they 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 utilize their time better than anybody, and it doesn't matter how how much they're up. They're going to try to make the best of that situation in that time. And when they do that, they just can hang a lot of points. So, still 15 and a half is a large spread, but I think they could do it um, because I think they are really freaking pissed off, and I think the running game with Stevenson and Harris, especially Harris, can just pound the rock and hopefully get Mac Jones some layup throws just to get him back get into his confidence. rhythm. Yep. So, I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't have a bad time playing it, but, I, you know, the better in me would definitely tease this down um, just because I want to I get the dub. So uh, that's where I would go. 
right on. And we're coming in. So we're all on the Pats, and we're coming into another game that is teaseworthy with the previous two. Uh, the 11-4 and four Tampa Bay Buccaneers travel to the 4-11 and 11 New York Jets. The Bucks are favored by 13 points on the road. Over-unders 45-and-a-half. Um, you know, Drew, the Bucks. I mean, they've been – they had a nice win last week, but they had that – dud against the saints two weeks ago do you think that the the uh the bucks and brady are just going to take care of business on the road and uh handle business i i certainly do i just think the saints is such an anomaly it's they're just they just got their number they're in their head and i i can't even i'm pissed that they lost but i at the same time i can't take that into account moving forward when i pick games from them i think they'll be fine this weekend antonio brown is going to have 600 catches in a single in a single game. Ronald Jones is going to get going in this game, so he's a great pickup in fantasy uh, this weekend because I think they could really make some holes in that Jets uh, defense. And I just think um, even though Arians may not be coaching because he's got got COVID, but he may be, it, it's not going to matter. Um, everybody's coming after the Bucks coaches. Everybody uh, wants to get uh, interviews with uh, with. Um, uh, Todd Bowles and, and Byron Leftwich. So uh, they're certainly a well-coached team, and I have all the confidence in the world that they go into New York this weekend and just hang a lot of points on them. Yeah, Keith, with the Jets, I mean, is there anything anything on the Jets side that you like? I feel honored to be able to talk about the Jags and the Jets back and back <laughs> here. Uh, but, yeah, the Jets are in a very similar position as the Jaguars. I mean, they got the win last week against the Jags, but then they get to go in and, and be the battering ram for a pissed-off Tampa Bay Buccaneers team and Tom Brady. So, I mean, obviously the Bucs have everything to play for here, um, so it's going to be a, a tough one for them, I think. I don't I don't know if there's anything to really hang their hat on. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's the Jets, so it's not a whole lot to, to talk about here. Yeah, it's definitely going to be – I, I think this will be a slaughterhouse, and uh, if you want to do a three-way tease, do it with here. Um, all right, our next game, the Philadelphia Eagles are 8-7, and seven, traveling to the 6-9 and nine Washington football team. The Eagles are favored by three on the road. The over-under is 45. Um, you know, Drew, is this something where you can trust the Eagles completely? Do you feel I, like do you feel like they they're trustworthy at this point? Oh, man, I don't know cuz these division games, especially in the East, they're just they're always they're always a battle and it's not like Washington is complete garbage. Um, obviously they've been struggling here as of late and that whooping that Dallas put on them doesn't, you know, put a good taste in their mouth, but at the same time like that's what worries me is because they got beat so bad that somehow they have a bounce-back game here um, against the Eagles. But I, I do like what, what I'm seeing out of the Eagles lately. Uh, I haven't watched a whole lot of their games, but they just seemed, um, you know, they're running the ball well. They're trying to get the ball to Smith as much as possible. Um, Jalen Hurts and uh, Dallas Goddard seem to have a connection. And their defense is actually surprisingly half decent here. So it's going to be a really good game. That's why the spread's only at three. Um, and I, I look forward to a real a real good battle between both of these teams. Yeah, Keith, I mean, the, the football team got absolutely steamrolled last week against your boys. Do you think they're going to show a little bit more fight here with the hated Eagles coming into town? 
Yeah, I think it's something they can use as motivation for sure. They got pushed around. They were punching each other on the sidelines, and a lot of things happened in that game. So to give them a little bit of motivation to come back and, and show a little bit of pride this week, I think. Uh, whatever they had tried to do last week, just nothing was working. And then I think Dallas kind of started that in that game in Washington, and they didn't really quite to get put it didn't quite get to put it away the way that they wanted to yeah and i think that's what we saw this last time around dallas really went in and, and put it to them and, and put them away yeah uh, i think that's what we saw so uh i think they're going to get a little bit of help back here for, for, uh, through some covid protocols and all that good stuff so they'll have a little bit more to go up against philly and i think it's a little bit better matchup for them so it should be a good game uh these divisional games are always always close and typically come down to the end yeah um who you picking do you think the eagles have it on the road keith yeah i am i'm gonna go with them they still got more to fight for they're kind of right there on the outside trying to fight their way into the playoffs here and i i love jalen hurts and the way that he's been playing and uh hasn't had to deal with his legs the last couple weeks and he's kind of been doing it from the pocket and they are leading the league in rushing so it's another another good thing for that offense and i don't know they're just they're the better better football team right now washington's obviously still struggling but I, I do think it's going to be a lot closer than people probably would think just looking at it on paper i agree with that drew are you going to go on the eagles as well or do you feel like this could be one of those weeks where they stab their fans right in the heart yeah I, they certainly are capable of those weeks but um, i am going to go with keith here i think if they can just establish the run game uh, washington can be had and I think I, I really do like Jalen Hurts myself, even though I'm not an Eagles fan. But I like the way he, he composes himself and carries himself uh, on and off the field. And I, I think that the Eagles, they've been touch and go lately this year. But it seems like when they find their rhythm and they find what's working for them, they can really step on it. And I, and I expect them to find some rhythm in this game and, and, and find a game plan uh, that's going to be conducive to beating the, the Washington Potatoes Congress and whatever else we want to call them. So I, um, I, I do like the Eagles in this game. Yeah, I, I'm going to join you guys on the Eagles. I think this one's uh, – they have much more to play for. I would just caution – I wouldn't bet this game because I, I've seen it before, seen it way too many times with them uh, ripping their fans' heart out, hearts out, and I, I feel like this could potentially be that game, but um, we shall see. I, I hope they get it done because I, I, I do like Jalen Hurts a lot. I'm not an Eagles fan at all, but I do like Hurts. All right, our final 1 o'clock game, the 11-4 and four Los Angeles Rams travel to the 8-7 and seven Baltimore Ravens. Um, this one, the Rams are three and a half point road favorites. Over under is forty six and a half. Um, man, oh man, what can you say about this one? Because you've got a struggling quarterback going against a struggling secondary. So I don't know uh, necessarily which one of these teams I trust more. Uh, Drew with the Ravens. Do you think that? I mean, they are fighting for their playoff lives. If they don't win here, they are almost officially done. Um, do you think they can pull a shocker at home? I don't. I don't know if they have it in them right now. Um, they they're just so stacked and plagued with injuries and COVID, and it's just been a really tough year for Baltimore. Earlier in the season, I mean, they've pulled out wins that you didn't think they should have won, and they did. Yeah. Uh, and that and that that's hard to sustain through the course of a long, grueling season. And I think we we're starting to see that starting to catch up with them. Yep. And right now, the Rams. Um, they have a lot of playmakers on both sides of the ball and all the 
momentum in the world going into this game. So I, I do think Baltimore is up, um, up running a, an uphill battle in this game. That it does help that they're at home. It's a tough environment to play in, but after what uh, you know Joe Burrow did to them last week, uh, this could be a get-right game for Stafford. I totally agree with that, Keith. Uh, do you think this could be potentially that game? Because Stafford has been looking shaky of late. This could be that situation, that, that get-right game for him. Yeah, they, they haven't been running that flashy offense that we were all expecting out of Sean McVay and the Rams and all the star power that they have. And yep. They've kind of really gotten back to what McVay likes to do the best, and that's run the football. Sony Michelle mm-hmm. in this offense, he's been a godsend ever since Henderson got hurt. I mean, he just really fits that style really well. It's a really nice crutch for Stafford to lean on. Yep. Um, but something this team's got, they're almost like the Ravens earlier on in the season. They can't get going early in games. They're always coming yep. back at the end of games, and eventually it's going to bite them. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be this week or not, but it's just something to keep your eye on. And I'm really scared because I'm, I'm in a fantasy championship this week, and I'm going against Cooper Cup, and I'm terrified of what he's going to do this Ravens secondary. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they triple, quadruple cover him and just let somebody else do the damage to him, make somebody else beat him. But, yeah, it, it could get ugly here with the way the Rams are playing good football right now. And, and I, I think that if Cooper Cup is able to get loose in that secondary, it could be a long day for the Ravens. Do you are you going to take the Rams on the road, or do you do you think the Ravens can, will hold down the fort at home? I'm taking the Rams. I think it could be. I don't know. It's a tough game to pick, really, because the Ravens are so tough at home. Um, I know that Lamar Jackson practiced today for the first time since he got hurt. Still looked like he was kind of limping around. So if they do yeah. try to force him out there, it might not be good for them. Uh, I think Huntley's going to be coming back off of COVID protocols, and the last time we saw him, he was awesome uh kept them in the game and kind of feels like the ravens no matter what are going to be in the game i know they kind of got their asses handed to them last week but i mean we've seen this team uh, perform expectations before but i mean the rams are just so hot right now and just kind of doing all the right things at the right time and i don't know i think it's gonna be too much for them to overcome and you know the rams have been playing pretty good on defense too so i think it's going to be tough for the ravens to pull this one out yeah i i can agree with that drew do you like uh like the rams as well I do. Um, I, I do agree with Keith, surprisingly enough here, I guess. But um, Baltimore, for the most part, does hang in games. Besides last week, every game they've been in this year has been t- close. I mean, look how they played Green Bay the week before. Uh, yep. Took them down to the wire, almost won that game had they completed a two-point conversion. So they, they certainly play teams tough, and Green Bay's as tough as they come. They are still into that game. So... Uh, I am a little worried about that, but if Jackson plays, I'm not as worried because he's missed a lot of action, and it's just hard to come right back into the NFL like nothing happened and, and play a really vaulted um, defense, which the Rams have. And Ramsey's been playing as good as anything, and, and Aaron Donald is a monster. So um, it's a tough situation for him to be thrown back into the fire with. So I am going to go with the Rams here, but I do believe they'll give him a fair fight. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna join you on both of you on the Rams and make it a sweep. But I, I think of all of the games, this one right here seems like one that could I could you, you wouldn't surprise me if the Ravens won. It also wouldn't surprise me if uh, history serves uh, stays the same that they're going for two at the end of the game and missing and then losing by one because that's what they did against the Packers. All right, um, let's take a break and we will come back with the four o'clock games and start with the Broncos and Chargers right after this. 
Okay, moving into the 4 o'clock games, we have two, two 4.05 games. The first one features the 7-8 and eight Denver Broncos traveling to the 8-7 and seven, uh, Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are 6.5-point favorites at home, over-unders 46. I don't like that 6.5 number at all. I think the Chargers are very untrustworthy. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. Drew, Chargers, they were so hot at one point, and now all of a sudden they are just chargering all over themselves. They certainly are. And what a disappointment that was last week. I'm sure a lot of people lost uh, a lot of money on that one. Um, yeah, this, this game coming up, and obviously it's a division opponent. They know each other well. Uh, they certainly have a lot to play for. And um, it's always a tough matchup between them and Denver. These division opponents, man, they're just always close games. So uh, it's going to be a good game. I'm actually kind of looking forward to, to watching this game. But uh, you got to see the health of, 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 all, of all these teams. And both of these teams coming into this game are kind of banged up. Now, Austin Eckler, who missed last week due to testing positive for COVID, uh, will come back this week, which is... Uh, rejoicing for fantasy owners if you couldn't get Jackson. If you could get Jackson last week, you were uh, you were very happy. You probably won your week. So, uh, Chargers are, are more than capable of winning this game. They certainly have have the talent. Derwin James is questionable this week, which worries me for their defense. But I, I'm not sure the injury report for for, for Denver. But um, at the end of the season here. Uh, everybody's kind of nicked up, so it's just going to be who can who can perform. And right now, I can't trust either one of these teams, so this is a hard pick for me. Yeah, it, this one is really. I mean, you've got two zigzag teams facing each other. Keith, I mean, you've kind of liked the Broncos here and there. I know you love Javante Williams. Do you think he can get going against this bad second or bad rush defense? They got to do better than they did last week. Yep. <laughs> the Broncos ran the ball 16 times last week for 18 yards. That's pretty bad. And Javante Williams had seven carries for 12. But, I mean, good grief. The offense only ran 38 plays last week as a whole, yeah. which is not good. just mind-boggling. Very weird game that they played against the Raiders there. They just couldn't get anything going. I thought that Drew Locke actually looked decent throwing the football when, when given the opportunity. Uh, but they just couldn't get anything going on the ground, which was kind of surprising to me because I thought that was going to be a strength and, and a, uh, an edge for them in that game. So we definitely got to see them step it up. The, the defense still looked good last week. I think they're always going to be pretty solid, but they definitely got to get something going on offense this week if they want to keep up with the Chargers. And, yeah, I mean, just a couple of weeks ago, the Broncos beat the Chargers in Denver, you know, and I don't, I, I don't know. This is a really tough one for me to pick. I, I think I'm going to go – Chargers, I don't love it. Keith, do you, do you are you going to join me on the Chargers? Yeah, I'm with you. I don't love it either. These division games can just kind of do whatever the hell they want to. But, I mean, I, I look at it, and I think the Chargers are the better football team. I think they had a little bit of a letdown last week. after. I think they put a lot into that Chiefs game two weeks ago, yeah. came up short, and then turned around and played the Texans. I mean, we talked about it being a trap game last week's pod, and it kind of came to fruition. Not the type of game you like to see them lose, especially the way they lost. They lost by a lot of points. Yeah, they got... It wasn't just kind of a freak thing, but they just didn't show up to play and didn't look good. So uh, I think this is a good chance for them to rebound. I think it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be tough, but I do think they can pull it out in the end. Drew, are you going to join and make it a sweep on the Chargers? Yeah, I, I am. I, I, I find it difficult to figure out how the Broncos are going to score here. 
Um, it looks like Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams both made the injury report this week and are questionable. Um, but on the other side of the ball, Chris Harris Jr. is out for uh, the Chargers and Gerwin James is questionable. But uh, they're going to have Austin Eckler back. And uh, Mike Williams and, and um, Keen Allen hopefully can do their thing. It, it does worry me, though. I can't pick this game in confidence. This is a game I probably would not bet. But uh, I am going to go with the Chargers for them to bounce back after a horrendous loss to Houston last week. Yeah, I, I would not bet this game. I definitely, I mean, if I was a degenerate and needed to bet it, I would take the Broncos plus the points. I think six and a half is a lot to trust the Chargers with. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know how you can give them six and a, they can be giving six and a half points to anybody. But yeah, I don't trust that. Stay away from this game if you're going to bet. Um, all right, uh, the next 405 game, four and 11, Houston Texans, fresh off beating the uh, Chargers last week, travel to the eight and seven San Francisco 49ers. The Niners are 12 and a half point favorites at home. Over unders 44. Um, yeah, I mean this one, Keith, the 49ers, we were tooting their horn about being Super Bowl contenders a little bit, or at least I was, and now uh, I, I think they're back to square one. Yeah, tough loss for them last week against your Titans for sure. Uh, the offense just didn't quite show up the way that we had expected it, and mm-hmm. they want to be a tough run defense, and I guess when you can kind of stop the run there, it's kind of uh, their recipe to beat them. Um, but we saw this defense just got torched on the back end, Jeez uh, Louise! They let AJ Brown run wild all oh over God, them, yeah. and, and it's it's kind of uh, man. That was amazing to watch. Um, you had him in fantasy, you probably won your week. Um, and on offense, Jimmy G's questionable coming into this one. I doubt he's going to play. He's got that thumb issue going on, so we might get our first or second look here at Trey Lance. So that should be interesting to see. Uh, they might be getting Eli Mitchell back in the backfield. So. A uh, couple couple wrinkles there coming in the offense. I just know that they better be ready because I don't think the Texans are laying down for anybody this year. Yeah, I agree. I don't think the Texans are laying down at all. And uh, Drew, I mean, you know, they play hard. They they certainly do, and I, I think that's um, uh, indicative of of their head coach. And he's just um, he comes from a, a long history of, of good coaching tree, and he's just a tough hard-nosed football coach and um, I think there's a lot of pride in Houston because they've been kicked around the league this year like a can down the road in terms of just you know their talent that they have but certainly um, you know Brandon Cooks when he gets cooking he can do a lot of damage to teams and so um, Houston has been able to pull out some wins this year Uh, surprisingly enough I, I didn't think they would have more than one win this year and here they are so they are a tough football team uh, coming into this game, obviously there's some question marks with the, the 49ers. So uh, if they could steal another win here, uh, I think it's possible. Yeah, and Davis Mills, uh, you know, your boy Mac may be the best quarterback and the best rookie, but I think Davis Mills is hot on his heels. Yeah, he's been playing really well this year. I mean, I think he had one pretty lousy, lousy did, game. Yeah. But other than that, he, uh, he's been surprising. I mean, probably none of us who are listening and, and, and doing this podcast even heard of the guy uh, before this year. So it has been surprising how well he's been playing when he's uh, been called to. Uh, we thought maybe uh, T-Rod Taylor would be their guy this year. Obviously that, that didn't pan out, and Mills is filling that, that void and, and playing 
pretty well and making the best of his opportunities. Yeah, and he, I mean, he could be playing himself into the starting role going into next season. I mean, he certainly could be. Um, and a win, win here on the road in San Francisco. I, I don't think San Francisco is a very tough place to play necessarily. And if you're getting getting a Trey Lance at quarterback, I mean, as I. I like the Texans plus the points. I'm not taking them straight up, but I like, I, I mean, giving getting 12 and a half points on the road with, uh, you know, going against a rookie quarterback. I don't mind that. I like that bet right there. I'm assuming you both are going to be on the Niners. I, um, I, I think I am going to go with the Niners. I had read a report that Jimmy G is very confident that he can play through his injury on Sunday. Now, whether or not that happens, it's only Wednesday, um, and how that affects his finger, we'll see. He, you know, Trey Lance may come in for him, or they just might feel like Trey Lance gives him the best option to win. Uh, I think that the Niners can beat you in a, in a variety of ways, especially because they can scheme players open with their run game and, yeah. and get creative that way. So I am going to go with the Niners here. I, I'm with you. I agree that. San Francisco is not a tough place to play. It's a kind of a neutral site, almost. Um, almost all California kind of is actually. But um, yeah, I, I think um, I think the Niners can could get this done, um, but I don't think they can cover. Keith, are you in agreement? Yeah, if I'm the Niners coaching staff, I'm telling Jimmy G that he's not starting because I watched him in the second half of that <laughs> Titans game. So. I, I, Throw, throw Lance out there, let him get some experience, see what he can do. I think him running around will be enough to get this done for them. And the good news is, it's a, the best formula to go against that Texas defense is to actually run the football. They're they're not too terrible on the back end as far as uh, playing pass defense. So I think the recipe is there for, for for the 49ers to run the football, which is what they like to do anyway. So uh, I think as long as they don't pull something stupid like the Chargers did last week and uh, they should be fine in this one yeah that, that is a really good point they can run run on this defense so you know being able to rely on that and Shanahan loves to call run plays so uh, yeah I, I think that's pretty safe safe to trust the Niners here I just don't like that many points um, alright uh, moving into the 425 slots this is going to be America's game of the week on Fox the 10-5 and 5 Arizona Cardinals the stumbling Arizona Cardinals travel to the 11-4 and 4. Uh, surging Dallas Cowboys. Um, the Cowboys are five and a half point favorites at home. Over under here is 51 and a half points. The Cardinals are on a three game losing streak while the uh, Cowboys are on a four game winning streak. Um, I, I mean, the Cardinals have not looked good, and the Cowboys, they've been doing it with their defense, Keith. Yeah, gotta love that. Not used to seeing it, but that's what we're getting so far this year, and I think they're really. Really, the glue holding this team together right now. Obviously, last week the, the offense kind of showed a little bit of explosion in that big win against Washington. Uh, Dak kind of got out there and had four touchdown passes, and he's still, still not seeing like that big that big run game comeback that we saw earlier in the season. Yeah. I still want to see that get going. I don't know if Zeke's 100% yet. Uh, we saw Pollard; he's back. So, I mean. Hard to ask for more out of the game than what we got out of Washington last week. It was fun to watch. I just I just hope they don't get too big of a head going into this one and, and don't don't fall flat on their faces like I've seen them do in the past. Oh yeah, that's definitely something that I, that you could see them doing here. Uh, Drew, the the Cardinals. I mean, we've kind of been iffy on them all season, and now they've got these three straight losses. One of which was to the Detroit Lions. I mean, are the wheels truly coming off, or do you do you think that Kyler can turn it around? 
Well, you would think with his talent and the talent on this team that they can turn around. This is not the type of game where I feel confident that they'll start to turn around. I agree. The problem is with with what the Cardinals are doing right now is that they had all the swag in the world going. They had the confidence. Things were clicking on all cylinders, and then all of a sudden they started losing, and then they lost to Detroit. And immediately, from what I've noticed watching them, it's just like it looks like they don't have a clue what they're doing. They're pressing. It, it, right. It, it just seems like they have completely abandoned um, what was being successful for them and, and just lost their confidence. And when you lose your confidence in sports, whether it's just a player or a group of players, it's really tough mentally to get that back. And now you have a hard-hitting Dallas Cowboys team that is fucking rolling and you need to turn things around. I just think it's a tall task for Arizona this week to, 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 to ask that of them. Um, it's it just not looking looking great as, as recently and they're they're missing um, they're missing throws, they're missing plays, they're uh, getting lost in the shuffle in, in the game. And and this kind of they just look hopeless and lost right now, and that's just really tough to get back. So they they have a tall order this week. Yeah, they certainly do. I, I, are you going to be on the Cowboys, Drew? I I am going to go with the Cowboys, which does worry me. This whole thing is starting to worry me now that I think about it, because I think I picked every favorite so far, and that's that's always a recipe for disaster. <laughs> like, I think I think it worked out one week the entire year that. Um, at the, all the favorites won. So now I'm starting to question myself here, but I just, you know, I pick with logic, and right now Dallas's defense is so hot. Uh, I just don't see how Arizona can overcome that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I am going to join you on the Cowboys, and while it does make me a little nervous with all of the favorites, the one thing that I, I think is we, I think you mentioned it already, that we're getting down to the point of the season where the teams are going to be playing their best. So I think. This is this is a time where you're not going to have teams stumble. Keith, are you going to make it a sweep on the boys, uh, or do you think the Cardinals can can pull the upset? I hate to do this, but I'm going to take Dallas. I hate it. I hate that we're all on them here. Uh, I just feel like it's a, a prime spot for them to just fall flat on their face and, and fuck this up. But um, one thing I'm going to have my eye on is how they defend Kyler Murray. Yeah, we've seen we've seen some teams have some success here, not really rushing him just kind of hanging out at the line of scrimmage, just making him stand back there and make him make the throws. Uh, Dallas has that nasty pass rush, and I, I feel like if they get too upfield on him, he's just going to be able to, to bolt out of the pocket and kind of make some hay there. We saw Taysom Hill, he put up over 100 yards rushing against them a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So that's one thing that kind of worries me, because when he's in the pocket, he doesn't really scare me as a passer. Agree. Once he gets outside, things start to good things start to happen for that offense, and that's kind of the thing that worries me. But... Um, it'll be interesting to see if Dallas's offense can kind of keep things going from what we saw last week. That's the main thing I'm going to be watching. Not worried about that defense. Can't believe I'm saying it, but they're they're doing really well this season. And, and Dan Quinn turning down the uh, the opportunity to interview for the Jaguars position that made me happy to see today as well. So uh, I think this team's at least on the defensive side is locked in. I definitely want to see Dallas's offense get going here. We could see a high-scoring affair. I don't know, but um, I'm going to roll with them begrudgingly. Not not going to feel good about it until until the final whistle blows. But I'll go with them. Yeah, I, I mean, I I can see being nervous about the Cardinals. I think that in, in full strength, the Cardinals have everything to scare the shit out of you. I just the thing with 
with me on the Cardinals and the reason I've kind of been fading them all all year is just when Murray starts getting dinged up he just is not the same quarterback as you mentioned if he gets outside of the pocket he can make things happen but recently when he does get outside of the pocket he's got his throws are way off target he doesn't look like he's got confidence and I think that that's going to be enough for the Cowboys to, to take advantage here. I would like to see the Cowboys offense really get moving and, and sustain the success they had from last week. All right, um, our final 4 o'clock game, 425, the 2, 12, and 1. Detroit Lions travel to the 5 and 10 Seattle Seahawks. This game has no meaning whatsoever for either team. They're both out of the playoff hunt. The Seahawks are favored by 7 points. The over-under is 42.5. Um, yeah, I mean... Keith, the Seahawks, you called at the beginning of the year that this team was going to be shitty, and you were dead on. Yeah, I don't really know. I, I watched a good bit of that game. They were in the snow, so I kind of kept the red yeah. zone on that game a little bit longer than they probably should have. But they just they just don't seem to have any direction on offense mm-hmm. whatsoever. I mean, they have DK Metcalf, who's an absolute beast, and they just decide not to use him. Yeah. They went to him right away in that game got the long touchdown and i'm not sure they threw to him again throughout the game at least it didn't seem that way from what i was watching so um i, I feel like that you know russell wilson's just got one foot out the door mm-hmm. and he's just trying to get out of there right now and uh this could be his final home game in seattle it very well could be and it would be it not really be a fun uh spot to lose to the lions but drew do you think the lions have enough moxie to maybe go into seattle and uh give make this one a game uh, certainly anything is possible. Detroit, man, they're, they're the, one of the hardest playing teams in the entire league. Um, even though they're inept with player talent, they just play hard every week. Dan Campbell, I got to give him credit, man. He fires these boys up and, and, and makes them play. I, is J- Jared Goff playing this week? I believe so. Yep. I think he is too, and that, that bodes well for, for Detroit because I think they can have success. Right now, Ahmed St. Brown, if you don't pick him up on your fantasy team, you should if you're in the championship round this this weekend because he's been getting a lot, a lot of targets, and he's going to get a lot of targets in this game because Dallas – or um, I'm sorry, Seattle, their defense can just be had. And um, certainly Detroit has been putting up um, some – some weird numbers they, they they surprise you where where they can they can just score on you so this it wouldn't surprise me at all if if detroit went into seattle and won this game it would not surprise me one bit and i'd certainly if you don't think they're going to win i certainly would would play the spread here because i think detroit will cover that yeah i mean detroit has covered a lot of their games this year and as we've said on here many times good teams win great teams cover um who are you going to take here, Drew? Straight up, do you, do you like the Seahawks at home? Yeah, I am going to pick the Seahawks here at home. Um, I might regret that, but it, it's only because they're at home, and I think it's a really, really tough place to play in Seattle. But that's the only reason. Keith, are you going to take this opportunity to take the to hop on the Lions one more time? Nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna ride the narrative here. Russell Wilson gets a gets a win at home in his last home game in Seattle. Rides off into the sunset. <laughs> Says thank you to all the fans. Thanks for coming out. Uh, I think this is another game where we might get some more weather. Uh, I think they're getting Alex Collins back this week. Rashad Penny's been playing really well as far as running the football. So uh, I think it's gonna be some good things going for that team. And uh, you know, I just I wanna I wanna love the Lions, but they might have shot their wad last. <laughs> 
last week, so uh, or two weeks ago. They almost won last week again, but uh, couldn't pull it out at the end. But yeah, I just think it's gonna be too much for the Lions here. I, I'm gonna go against you guys. I, I think that this team, even with uh, whatever Boyle Boyle's first name is last week, Tim Boyle, um, they were in that game and could have won it in the end. I mean, you know that this team tries really hard. If they have Goff. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. I just feel like I, I wouldn't surprise me if the Lions get the win here. I'll hop on them one last time. And I made a mistake. We have another 4 o'clock game I missed, uh, the Saints and Panthers. So let's cover that one. The 5-10 and 10, uh, Carolina Panthers travel to the 7-8 and 8, uh, New Orleans Saints. The Saints are seven-point favorites at home. Over-under is 38.5. Vegas is expecting a snooze fest here. Um, I mean... With the, with the Saints, I mean, Drew, do you think that this team, I, I mean, they're still technically alive for the playoffs. Do you do you think that this team has any fight left and can maybe maybe sneak in here with a win over the Panthers? Yeah, I think they do have some fight left. They certainly have the defense to win, to win these games, especially against the Carolina Panthers, who uh, we'll let Keith talk about them. But, you know, they're just sputtering right now. And certainly... I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see who's going to be the quarterback for the Saints. That's going to definitely um, help matters in, in terms of how I'm going to pick. But um, they certainly have the other pieces to get this done. They have the coaching staff. They have they have the, the defense. They have the running backs. So um, I do like the Saints' division opponent game. Now, at Carolina... I believe won the first matchup. Is that correct? They did way back, way yep, back so, when they went. They were two and zero at that point. Yep. Well, what? Right back when they were hot, when we thought they were going to be the the dark horse of the year. Yep. Uh, boy, did they uh, they 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 dilly dicked us on that yeah, one. Absolutely. But, um, it's certainly a, a different uh, outcome uh, this late in the season for this game, and so I, I do like the Saints here. I, I would just caution. Uh, depending on who who is going to start up at quarterback, because I don't think we know at this point in the in the week yet. But um, the Saints certainly have the firepower to beat Carolina Panthers, who are they're a hot mess right now. Yeah, Keith, this team, uh, you know, obviously I was trying to get trying to get that bandwagon started. You used a little bit of cautious optimism at the time, and like, hey, hold on here a little bit, and you were the voice of reason. Yeah, I can't help but feel like I got the short end of the stick on the teams that I got to talk about tonight. But <laughs> uh, Panthers, they've, uh, they've hit quite the rough patch here, and it looks like we're going to get Sammy Donald back starting this week. Yep. Uh, last week against the Bucks, they got their asses kicked. Their running backs carried the ball nine times for 14 yards. <laughs> uh, so nothing to hang your hat on there. They're going to have some more tough sledding here going against that New Orleans defense. So. Uh, it's it's a dismal outlook. They're not fighting for anything right now, other than their own pride. And I don't know if uh, Matt Rule has it to uh, to get the team rallied around him to uh, go out and get it done. Yeah, I agree. I think he's going to get fired, <laughs> especially after his what he apparently told his team last week. He said, "Oh, Jay Z took seven years to to get success or so, uh, something to that effect." And it's like, dude, you it's you're not going to get fucking seven years. What are you out of your mind? <laughs> what do you think the NFL is just going to be like? Oh yeah, go ahead and be be terrible for seven years. Yeah, uh, that, that was a joke. Um, so, Keith, are you going to be on the Saints here? Yeah, I think I'll roll with them. We should be getting Taysom Hill back this week. Uh, he's he's not a great quarterback, but I think he's an upgrade over what we saw out of Ian Book last week. Uh, the thing that boggled my mind out of that team, they didn't. I 
felt like they just didn't go to Kamara enough. Like, yeah. that was a, a good spot for him to really just kind of take over a game and didn't quite get it. I, I lost a little bit of money on some props uh, for him in that game for sure. Uh, they did they hardly threw the ball to him, which is something that kind of boggles my mind. He's so good out of the back, Especially with a rookie quarterback, too. Yeah, and the receiving core is just so depleted. Like, it's just something that kind of makes too much sense, I guess. But, uh, yeah, uh, they did not have a good game offensively, but hopefully they can turn around here and get Taysom back. Yeah, I, I think that getting Taysom back will help. And, I mean, the Panthers have been abysmal on offense. Drew, you, uh, you are also on the Saints, correct? I am. I'm going to go with the Saints. I, I just think they're the better team right now. I don't particularly love it, but Carolina is just – they're 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 just a hot mess. They're Cam, wreck, I man. think, is official. Cam is officially done. I think they're officially done with Cam, and um, I, I don't like anything I've seen out of Darnold except for like the first couple weeks of the season. So it's just a tough spot for Darnold to be in when this defense is pretty pretty stout. Now Marcus Davenport uh, may not play in this game, which is pretty big because he's kind of a beast. But still, they they have the depth to. Uh, to win this game no problem all right all on the saints all right we will take a short break and come back with the primetime games including the vikings and packers right after this all right moving into sunday night the seven and eight minnesota vikings travel to the 12 and three green bay packers the Packers are favored by six and a half points at home. Um, over under here is 47. Um, I feel like, Keith, I mean, the Packers have been the most consistent team so far this year in the NFL, and I feel like you can really hang your hat in their corner. Yeah, I think a lot of that has to do with the quarterback play. A lot of the teams that we can trust have good quarterback play, right? Yep. And, uh, we saw Aaron Rodgers last week broke Brett Favre's touchdown record, so they got that out of the way. Uh, doesn't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. Um, the one thing in that game that bothered me against Cleveland, like they didn't put him away. They yeah. picked off Baker four times, and they still kind of. It was a really close football game. It was a lot closer than it had to be. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I love this team. I, I like what they do, and um, I don't like to see it as a Dallas fan because I'm afraid we're going to run into each other eventually, and that never goes well for Dallas. But I mean, right now. Green Bay's playing great football, and it's a tough time of year to go into Lambeau and win football games against Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that certainly is true. I mean, the fact that this is in Lambeau definitely is a strike against the Vikings. But, Drew, I mean, the Vikings did just – they beat the beat the Packers a few weeks ago, 34-31, um, to 31, in Minnesota, and they need a victory here to stay alive in the playoff hunt. Do you think that they could potentially – do they have the what it takes to give them an upset on the, at home? I think they do. I mean, if they can pull off what they did last time, they they certainly can. Uh, what bothers me this this week, though, and gives me a lot of pause, is that they're going to be relying on Justin Jefferson for everything because yeah. Adam Thielen is out. He's not playing. And Kirk Cousins is not one of those guys um, who can do it just with one guy. Um, mm-hmm. And so that, that, that does give me pause. Obviously, he's going to have Cook there and they could find some success on the ground because I think Green Bay can be run on. Um, so th- this could help them stay in the game, but it is a tall task for Minnesota. One, they already beat them, 
and it's tough to, to, to sweep a division opponent. It just it just it just really is. And they're playing in Green Bay. Green Bay's super hot right now. Aaron Rodgers is averaging three touchdowns a game. Uh, Devontae Adams is the best receiver in the game. So they they're you're asking a lot of Kirk Cousins in this in this defense. Uh, with Patrick Peterson back there and and uh, everybody else, it's just going to be a tough uphill sled for them. But they can certainly do it. They've done it before, um, and they could do it again. However, I just I think it's probably just a little bit too much to ask at this point in the season. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. Are you gonna gonna be on the pack on this one, Drew? I am just because they're at home. I think they just play well at home. Green Bay fans show up and show out. They're they're a very dedicated fan base. There's no sport in uh, in sports that show up with cheese on their head. So uh, in, in like sub minus cold weather too. So these guys uh, they come they come to cheer on their team, and it's a tough place to play uh, in late December, early January. Yeah, it certainly is, and the, I, I'm going to go with the Packers as well because uh, all I need is Kirk Cousins in prime time, and I feel like that's all you need to know. Keith, are you going to be on the Packers with us as well, or do you like the Vikings? Yeah, Kirk Cousins in prime time versus Aaron Rodgers in prime time yeah, yep. in Lambeau. Uh, I'm looking here now. It looks like the game time weather they're predicting is six degrees. Yep. So it, it should set the stage pretty well, and, and like Drew said, the fans are going to show up uh, for sure. The Vikings have also able to be run on as well, and I feel like this is a this is a really good game for AJ Dillon <laughs> for them to, to put him out there and let him drop the hammer. Aaron Jones has kind of been quiet the last couple of weeks. Uh, yep. I feel like they've kind of gone a little pass heavy compared to what they normally do. Uh, he hasn't really been all that involved, and, and AJ Dillon hasn't been doing all that much either. But this kind of feels like a, a good cold weather game to get that big boy out there and, and start smashing some pads for him. Yeah, absolutely. It would be good to see that run game get going for them. And the other thing to note uh, on the Packers is just that defense has not been the same as it was to start the year. Unlike, you know, the Cowboys who have sustained their strong defense, the Packers defense has been wavering of late. They've been giving up a lot of points. And, um, yeah, it's it's definitely something to keep an eye on. I think that they get the win. I think we're all pretty confident they get the win. But that will be something to pay attention to as we head into the playoffs. All right, moving into Monday night. This is a must-win game for both teams. The 7-8 seven, seven and eight Cleveland Browns travel to the 7-7-1 seven, seven and one Pittsburgh Steelers. The Browns are three-point road favorites. Over-under is 41 points. Man, oh, man. Uh, I think everybody had much higher hopes for the Browns this year. It, they're gonna, both these teams need a miracle to make the playoffs, but if they lose, they definitely are out. Um, the Browns, we were all talking about potential Super Bowl uh, aspirations with them, but Keith, I mean, they really just never got going. Yeah, I think I picked them to go to the Super Bowl, and that's not going to happen <laughs> at all. It's not the team that we thought we were going to get this year. Yeah. They just never lived up to the hype, and I think they have a ton of talent on that team. Just, I don't know what, it just didn't work out. So, yeah. um, and that game last week, just, we just talked about it. They played Green Bay. Baker throws four interceptions, but they're still right in the game. Mm-hmm. And I, I think a big part of that is they got the run game going this week. Nick Chubb was really, really, really good in that game. He had 126 yards and a, and a tutty there. He had one called back as well. So uh, I think a really important piece for them is to get that run game going. It has been all year. Kind of take the ball out of Baker Mayfield's hands. Kind of try to hide him as much as possible. I think that's going to be the recipe. And, you know, let that defense kind of go to work. They 
they they're just so back and forth. Sometimes they're really good. Sometimes they're just just so mediocre. You just don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, it's it's really really a shame to see that after the direction the Browns were heading at the end of last year, getting a playoff win, you know, giving the Chiefs a run for their money in the divisional round. I mean, you know, it was it was awesome to see that direction, and then they have just completely completely gone the opposite direction this year and they're they're right back in like you know purgatory for an nfl team being around 500 and not making the playoffs isn't a great spot to be and drew i mean the steelers are on the other end and they're in even worse shape because they don't have a quarterback either no they they certainly don't um they are in bad shape and they can't run the ball really yeah all they can do is throw short intermediate routes and and hope that they they can they can break a, a long a long pass there, but it's certainly um, not the, the Pittsburgh Steelers that I thought we were going to get after week one of beating the Bills. Um, they, they've been really struggling as of late. Big Ben is on his farewell tour, and he's on his farewell legs. There's no doubt about it. He is uh, a statue back there, and they're going to definitely need, need to do something moving forward. I know there's been some talks about maybe bringing Matt Ryan up into Pittsburgh or Aaron Rodgers into Pittsburgh, and I think either one of them is possible because Pittsburgh is a football town. They love their football out there. The organization of the Steelers is one of the best organizations in all of football, so they have a lot of allure to bring in a better quarterback, but, you know, stick a fork in Big Ben and he's done. Um, and I, this game in particular is typically a game I really, really look forward to because these two teams hate each other. I yep. mean, absolutely hate each other. And it's just, you get some old classic mouth mouse football when you watch these games. And I don't know if we're going to get that in this game. I, I just think both teams are flailing. Uh, they're banged up and they're hurt. And um, I, both quarterbacks for both teams are really, really struggling. So... The under is 41. I'd probably tease that up and then play the under just to be on the safe side because I just don't see a whole lot of points in this game. And um, with Pittsburgh not being able to really run the ball, uh, they're going to have to rely on Big Ben, and that certainly does worry me a little bit. Oh, yeah. It, it, it worries me a ton. Um, do you have the have the balls to take the Steelers at home, or do you like the uh, Browns? I'm, I'm going to go with the Browns and just think that Nick Chubb is going to carry the team on their back. I, I I don't love it. I really This is one of the hardest games for me to pick this, this week because just when you think Pittsburgh is done, they end up coming out and throwing a heater. So I don't know. I, what I saw out of Baker Mayfield last week is ugly, but the fact that they could stick with the Packers um, just gives me a little bit of hope that they can win this game. Keith, or do you like the Steelers, or do you like the Browns as well? Well, my, my head tells me to take the Browns here, and I, just, just because I, I feel like right now their quarterback play is better, their running back has been playing better, and the Steelers' defense has given up a ton on the ground here the last couple of weeks and True. just kind of be had that way. So I feel like the Browns could probably control the game that way. Uh, but my heart is going to tell me to take the Steelers. I'm going to follow that narrative train one more time. This could be Big Ben's last home game as a Steeler. So I think the crowd's going to, there's going to be a lot of people. There's a lot of buzz on Twitter already. People traveling from all over to get to Pittsburgh to see this game. So I think the, the crowd's going to be there. There's going to be a lot of energy in the stadium. 
I think I think he gives them one last show uh, before he rides off into the sunset here. So I just I feel like the Browns should probably win this game, but I'm going to take the Steelers anyway. Yeah, you're on the same wavelength as I am. I I, I I don't think either one of these teams is good, but I think just because it's Ben's last home game, you know, it's Monday night, you know, they could potentially get a miracle into the playoffs. The, the fact that they have that tie on their ledger actually kind of helps them. So, you know, if they win out, they could potentially find themselves at the seven seed, which would be interesting to see. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like... It doesn't make any logical sense that the Steelers would win this game. Everything points to the Browns, but, you know, Big Ben has had Cleveland and Cincinnati's number ever since he's been in the league, and I I think that continues. So, um, all right, yeah, we've gone over all 16 games. We were the same on pretty much every game. There's only four games we differed. We differed on Bengals-Chiefs, Dolphins-Titans, Lions-Seahawks, and Steelers-Browns. So we've got a lot of favorites that we're liking this weekend. That may give some people pause. There has been a lot of weekends where, when we're uh, favorite heavy, have not have gone the opposite direction. But we, I don't know. I think it's kind of. I think we can kind of start to trust these teams. I don't know. Uh, you have to at one point. I mean, we're fucking two weeks from the playoffs. We gotta. Some of these teams have to start playing the way they're gonna play. But um, yeah, we've made a lot. Made a lot of our picks. Um, it's gonna be a fun day on Sunday. A lot of football to watch. Um, and all of these games, for the most part, have some playoff implications, so that makes it that much more fun. Um, we hope you guys have a great holiday weekend. Enjoy for, uh, New Year's Eve. I almost said Fourth of July. Um, enjoy New Year's Eve. Have a great New Year's Eve. Stay safe. Have fun. Enjoy 2022. Hopefully the year starts off right. We hope your team wins this weekend, unless they're playing ours. We'll talk to you in the new year. Peace out. Thanks for listening to the First and 30 Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and give us a five-star review. And share the episode with your friends. We appreciate everybody taking the time to listen. 